0: Welcome to the original doll iconography i am your host james rodriguez on the original doll i interview songwriters producers and more go behind the scenes and unpackage the music that you love and we have special bonus episodes where we go behind the song today we're going to be talking about billy eilish's mega hit critically acclaimed what was i made for from the barbie movie for those first-time listeners, welcome. For those returners, welcome back. Big shout-out to my Patreon patrons, you rock. To join my community, go to TheOriginalDoll.com. And as with every episode of The Original Doll, any audio recording ripping, stealing is strictly prohibited in every country in the world. So if you see anything leaked, please report it. We're going to get right to this, going behind the song that has become a favorite amongst many. And many people ask me, do you think this could be connected somehow to Britney Spears or other icons? I'll answer that. We're gonna get right to this. My name is James Rodriguez. This is Iconography, the original doll. 7th, 2023. About 65 radio stations in the United States would play Billie Eilish's new and highly anticipated song, What Was I Made For? Rewinding back to December 2022, Billie Eilish was asked by her brother, Phineas, who also happens to be her musical collaborator. Billie and Phineas were no stranger to making songs for movies. They did one back in 2020 for the James Bond film, No Time to Die the song itself would go and win a grammy award for best song written for visual media golden globe award for best original song critics choice movie award for best song and the academy award for best original song phineas asked billy would she be interested in making a song for an upcoming movie about barbie billy in numerous interviews said she wasn't so sure because she didn't exactly know what that meant and what that entailed phineas and billy would take a FaceTime with director of the barbie film greta gerwig and music producer mark ronson greta explained her vision of the barbie film then in january of 2023 phineas and billy would go to the movie studio and watch about the first 30 to 45 minutes of the movie and additional clips from the movie this is something that is kind of common when many of these artists kind of collaborate on a soundtrack song. Sometimes they'll see a script. Sometimes they'll be told this is what the vibe is going for. In this situation, they were shown film clips to see if they would be inspired by it. Greta said to Phineas and Billy, if you want to do something, great. If you feel inspired by it, great. If not, that is okay as well. Billy and Phineas were basically saying, tell us what you want. What do you need from this? Gerwig said she really wanted Barbie's heart song. And right there, that connected with Billy and Phineas. The music duo was inspired by a specific scene. The scene in the film was with Barbie and Ruth, where they were surrounded by all of that white. Ruth was Barbie's creator. Barbie is wondering who she is now. She started living so much and didn't know what that meant. Would she stay in Barbieland or go to the real world? Ruth tells Barbie, humans only have one ending and ideas live forever humans, not so much. Ruth tells Barbie that being a human can be uncomfortable. Human beings make up things like the patriarchy or Barbie just to deal with how uncomfortable it is. And Barbie responds, I want to be a part of the people that make meaning, not the thing that is made. Ruth tells Barbie to hold her hands and simply says to Barbie, now feel. At that point in the film, there is a montage of families, girls experiencing life. A little bit of background information on that. The people you see in that montage are actually the crew's family and friends. Rewinding back, that montage did not exist until after this song was made. After watching the clips of the Barbie movie, Phineas and Billy went back to go work on what's going to be her next album. But they were having problems. They weren't able to create anything. They were, felt very uninspired. So then, like many creatives, they said, let's try something different. So Phineas asked Billy, would she be interested in just trying something out for the Barbie film? Phineas played a chord. And Billy started kind of mumbling along. Starting from that, and turning into this. Billie Eilish said that this song resonated with her fans differently than the rest of her music. She said that it connected with women, and ultimately connected people together. Now later in this, we're going to talk about some of the song lyrics, which say a lot by saying very little. Back to the production of the song. Now this being, as Billie said... The fastest song that she and Phineas ever worked on together, what they ultimately had was a voice memo with this song. And they knew that this wasn't going to be a Billie Eilish song on a Billie Eilish project, that there were several other people involved, that there were people at the other end of this. So they were concerned. What happens? Do we send this raw demo to them or do we need to polish this up a bit? Well, Billy and Phineas both said that they knew that they had something special in the way that this was recorded. So they sent it that way. So, how hard was this song for Billy to record? Billy has stated that this was one of the hardest songs she ever had to record, and not because of how high the song is. Because here's the thing the song is at the upper end of her range. She said it was hard because of the vocal delivery. Well, she does this kind of gentle falsetto.
1: I used to float.
0: The notes she had said, she could have easily belted those out. Full voice, no problem. I used to float. But she wanted sonically to give it a different texture and tone. So because of this choice of doing that kind of gentle falsetto, she had to make sure that you could understand her. It would have been easy for her to do that and just kind of mumble her way through the song. But she wanted to make sure that those lyrics, you could hear and feel.
1: How I was a night hill, not so alive. Turns out I'm not real, just something you paid for.
0: And she wanted the song to have this kind of heartbroken moment, this emotional, sad, small feeling to it.
1: What was I me?
0: Billie Eilish has been able to utilize her tones and textures in so many different ways. So many great artists are able to do that. And as a matter of fact, Billie said that she thinks this is the best vocal she has ever done. Now, one part of the song that she's mentioned is very difficult, and was difficult for her to do, and to get correctly, was this. And that's because instead of using her chest voice, she had to use her head voice. By the way, if you're enjoying this, make sure that you rate this on Apple Podcast and Spotify. Your support helps. And if you're a fan of music, check out my interviews with songwriters and producers about their work, where we deep dive, we unpackage all of this. I also do several of these bonus episodes doing my research on these songs. We're going to get right back to it. Some of the songs that we've talked about before, they have all kind of evolved from the initial, you know, kind of first pass through it all the way through the final version of it. Now we learned that the second chorus of the song, the original version, Billy actually belted out that song. And that she said she just felt like that style did not work for that part and for most of the song. Something that is really great about this song too is just the different layers and vocals, harmonies, doubles of Billie Eilish. Now, one thing I'm going to talk about right now is the doubling aspect of it. We've talked about this in previous episodes. A vocal double is a second take at the exact same vocal performance. It's not trying to harmonize or anything like that, not trying to be uh, backgrounds or anything. It's trying to get that pass at it as close to the initial pass So sometimes people might get a little bit more into the song. Maybe the rhythm is off. Maybe the syllable is off. This requires a lot of work to be able to match that exact same vocal performance. You may say, well, why not just cut and paste? Well, as we learned from music producer Josh Schwartz, he said, it doesn't matter how many times you copy the exact same vocal performance. It doesn't make it any bigger. So being able to double gives it extra texture to where you can make the sound bigger. Here is some examples of vocal doubling. Listen closely to the beginning and the ending of each phrase.
1: What I was made for. What was I made for?
0: Send me a message if you heard it. Go ahead on Instagram, the.original.dal, or on X, at James Rodriguez. But let me know, did you hear any differences in those? Could you tell the difference? Now, one of the things that I think is very important to the song is not only the vocal delivery, but also the piano. Phineas used the Petrov piano, which had felt pedals, and this is important because it gave that kind of muffled sound that he was looking for. It did this because the hammers hit the felt instead of hitting the strings directly. There are some other elements I wanted to talk about in this, and parts of those were from the other collaborators on the song, Mark Ronson and Andrew Wyatt. We're gonna rewind back a little bit and explain how they became a part of this collaboration. Mark and Andrew were initially asked to do two songs for the Barbie movie that would ultimately be pivotal scenes in there. Director Greta Gerwig said she wanted a big dance number. That would ultimately be Dance the Night, Dua Lipa. And the other song that was requested from them was a song from Ken's point of view, which would be I'm Just Ken. Now from there, the relationship between the music duo and Greta Gerwig was expanding. Ultimately, the music producers would become the overseers of the Barbie album soundtrack and they would ultimately score the film for Barbie. So how did Mark and Andrew get brought into this song, Billie Eilish's What Was I Made For? Phineas has said That he asked Mark and Andrew to send over the tracks that were being used during the emotional scenes. Now these were recorded by an orchestra playing the melodies that would be the undertone for those emotional scenes. Phineas wanted, as he said, a pass at the orchestra playing the chords of the song. Andrew Wyatt sent Phineas four tracks. The strings, the horns, the CS-80, and the harp. What's amazing is to hear all those different parts and different pieces, because when we first listen to the song, we just hear it kind of straightforward. Most of us, the general public. But then there are those musician-focused people, the producers, the artistics, the creatives, where they hear different things than we do. But one of the things that I also wanted to talk about was simply the lyrics. Now in there, when we talk about vocal delivery, we also shouldn't forget that there are so many different ad libs throughout this song that enhance what she is saying. And then tucked away underneath the lead. Really isn't the only person whose vocals are kind of tucked away. As a matter of fact, Phineas gets on it. Now, this is Phineas's voice, kind of, I feel like this kind of Michael Jackson moment, before he does his Phineas magic. <coughs> and then he puts on his Phineas touch, and we have this. <whistles> and in the song, let's see if you can hear the part that it is on. Here we go. <gasps> Did you hear it? Here it is one more time.
1: A drive, a
0: this is why I wanted to do this bonus episode, because there are so many things happening in the song, but just so many of just us in the general public, parts of it just seem it seems like such a simple song, but there are so many things happening. And if you're enjoying this, make sure you add me a TikTok, the James Rodriguez, R-O-D-R-I-G-U-E-Z. Make it easier. Go to theoriginaldoll.com or Instagram, the.original.doll. And send me a message. Did you hear all those fun, great things? This is the brilliance of Billie Eilish and Phineas. They both have been able to create sonics and vocals that are just so different, and they're much more elevated than people realize. And that's why I wanted to point it out. Now, when we talk about the lyrical content of this song, it's something that when you go back and listen to it, you're going to be hit hard by some of these lyrics. We start off with Billy singing, I used to float, now I just fall down. I used
1: to float, now I down.
0: The thing is, in the movie, we see Barbie's day, every day is great, bright, everything, and then she kind of floats down to her car or lower level. Then as the kind of reality is setting in, she just kind of falls. And we talk about this specifically with, and I want to mention there are so many great ways of interpreting the song. Billy had said when she wrote it, she was initially like, oh, this is Barbie's point of view. This is about Barbie. And then days later, she said, this is me. This is how I feel. And what we talk about is, Whenever any woman has success, people want to lift them up, but just as quickly they want to tear them down. Then it becomes you are now public property. What are we telling you what to do? What are we going to have you do? And then it becomes this persona. When we talk about icons like Billie Eilish or Britney Spears, so many times in so many of the songs, we get insight into how this is, how they feel. For so long, so many people think, this is me, I'm just there, I'm performing, I'm on stage. Then others are saying, oh, I paid for a ticket, you are owed to me, I need everything that you have, you need to tell me everything. And so it becomes a commodity, an object. Barbie, Billie Eilish, Britney Spears, they're all these things that people feel like they're entitled to have them, everything about them, all bits. And that's not the case and so then it becomes this question with the course because i don't know how to feel but i want to try i don't know how to feel but someday i might It's becoming numb to many of those things around you. When we look at all of these struggles that these artists have gone through, you look and see, oh, they must have everything. It must be great. But then you don't see that mental health side, the side of them that is struggling. And so they become immune. They become numb to all of these things. Is the love you have for this Barbie? Is love you have for this recording artist? Is it genuine, or are you just buying into what you think that is? And then when we get down to verse three, when did it end? Question. All the enjoyment. I'm sad again. Don't tell my boyfriend. It's not what he's made for. What was I made for? So it becomes, what is your purpose? When you're going through this, you're like, wait, I am this person. I'm recording artist. I'm Billie Eilish on stage. I'm winning all of these awards. I'm selling out all of these performances. But then the joy is no longer there. So then what happens? You have the high and then you have the low. And then that outro, think I forgot how to be happy. Something I'm not, but something I can be something i wait for something i made for
1: think i forgot how to be
0: so she's saying she's not happy now in that moment. But she knows she can be. She has to figure it out. So when you just listen to the song, you can say it's a beautiful song. But when you look at the brilliance of the production, that's one thing. The vocal production, that's another thing. The lyrics. Being able to connect with people and have them feel that the song was made for them. And something I wanted to point out was an interesting Quote that Katy Perry has said a few times, where she said, You basically you can't get high on your own supply. And what she was talking about is the negative effects of kind of seeking that validation from others, from social media, from these kind of superficial friendships, relationships, meanings, moments, all of those things in one. And I thought it was important because this is another moment where you have to find what that is that makes you happy. And eventually, if you keep looking to the outside for your validation, you're going to be crushed when the outside no longer validates you. So this song is just a culmination of all of these thoughts. What am I doing here? What is my purpose? How do I find the happiness again? I don't have it now, but I know it's something that I can be. So when you finish with this, make sure that you rate the show, make sure you tell your friends about it. But ultimately, play the song. What sticks out to you? And bravo to Billy, Phineas, and everyone involved. They were able to create a song that not only connected sonically with us, but in the movie, visually connects with us. Brilliant. My name is James Rodriguez. This has been Iconography, the original doll. I'll see you on the flip side.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Think I forgot.
0: Stream the song, buy the song, check out the video. Just brilliance by Phineas and Billie Eilish and Variety People. Everyone rocks. Big shout out to my Patreon supporters. See you soon.